It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome everyone to Breaking Big Blue. I'm your host, Jordan Ron on ESPN. ESPN.com Giants reporter. We got a special Breaking Big Blue. Big moment for Breaking Big Blue, actually. Because we got the quarterback. We got Daniel Jones. He's going to join us in a few minutes here. Right, His first appearance on this podcast, which is a big moment both for us and for him professionally, I'm sure. He put like, you know, listed his career accomplishments, you know, making it onto Breaking Big Blue, probably somewhere near the top of the list or more likely near the bottom of the list. But tomato, tomato, however, 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 you know, you, you want to you want to play it out there. For us, it's a big moment because we're sitting here heading into a season where the Giants have a lot of change, right? A new coach, a new offensive coordinator, a new quarterbacks coach, a new philosophy, a last chance kind of for Daniel Jones here. So we got we'll get his opinion on everything there and everything that's unfolded. The relationship that's developing with new coach Brian Dayball. And uh, so we'll do a real quick open here. We're going to run through this real quick because it's Super Bowl week. And I wanted to look real quick at the paths that some of these teams that have made the Super Bowl in recent years have taken. Right. This year we got the Rams and the Bengals. Now the Rams team, it's a Rams team that has kind of built up to this, get to this point. Right. They drafted Jared Goff number one overall. Built a really good team around him. Now they're trying to get over the top after trading for Matthew Stafford, adding a couple of veteran pieces at the end. Don't see how this is applicable to the Giants and how they could kind of build up to it because, let's be honest, uh, Daniel Jones has already exhausted three of his years, right? Jared Goff, they were kind of building up in his, at the beginning of his career, what, year two and three, the being that, Super Bowl type team and they had Aaron Donald and then they're collecting you know, the Giants don't have their Aaron Donald yet. They don't have anyone at that level. They don't have anyone of Jalen Ramsey level. They don't have the offensive line. They can't go out and sign the Andrew Whitworth at this point. They tried to do that and they sold her and failed in part because they passed on Andrew Whitworth a couple of years earlier. So I don't see much resemblance between the way that the Giants are going to be built and, and, and the Rams. Now the Bengals, they're there because they, they're the number one overall pick and they got Joe Burrow. So that's one way to get there, right? You, you draft that quarterback. You get that super high pick. Now, how the Giants going to get, like, if Daniel Jones isn't that guy? I mean, it doesn't look like Daniel Jones is ever going to be that guy, at least to the level that Joe Burrow is doing it, right? I mean, this guy looks like he's just legit. How many guys do this, carry their team to the Super Bowl in year two? You know what the answer to that is? Basically, nobody. Nobody. So it's going to be hard for the Giants to follow that blueprint. Last year, it was the Bucks. They built a really good team. They had a lot of talent on their roster, just needed that quarterback. Now, in order for Joe Shane to do that, he's going to need to build a really strong roster these next two years. And then if Daniel Jones isn't that guy, then they could go get the quarterback. But it's going to be tough for them to be that team. And then the Chiefs last year, the Chiefs really what the Chiefs did. They had Alex Smith. They built, again, a really good team around them had Alex Smith, and then drafted a quarterback and, and Patrick Mahomes to eventually get them over the top and get them there. Now, to me, that's the one where you look at the Giants, you say, okay, that's a blueprint we could see the Giants going. 
like with where they are now, right? Get better around the quarterback. Build up around the quarterback these next two years. And then you find out if Daniel Jones is that guy. And if he's not, they'll have, they have a lot of draft capital this year. They could roll it over into draft capital next year and get that young quarterback. And if Daniel Jones isn't that guy, you hope that the guy that they draft, the young guy, can take him over the top. So the key, though, is to build around at this point. And I think that's what this offseason is going to be about. Because you look at the year before the Super Bowl was the Chiefs, again, same team, 49ers. 49ers were a team that wasn't that good. They hit on uh, Nick Bosa, a couple defensive linemen, and they got a super sharp coach. Ran the ball and, and still haven't been able to get over to the top of that quarter. But again, it's the same kind of basic philosophy as we're talking about with the Chiefs. Build around a decent quarterback. And then again, and the Bucks too, I guess. And then when you need, if you need to make that upgrade, you make that upgrade once you have the team around the quarterback. So I think that's where the Giants are. I think if we say, okay, how can the Giants get back to being a Super Bowl contender? That's how it needs to go. That's the path they need to go. We'll see if Daniel Jones is the real deal. We'll see if he's the guy. We're going to talk to him in a few minutes. So we'll get we'll get his take on everything that's going on. And I look, I've been, I'm on record. I think he could be a pretty good quarterback. How good? I don't think we're going to find out until we see the pieces around him, the right pieces around him, pieces that a line that can protect him. Right? The, the, the Chiefs, even though their line couldn't protect Mahomes last year, when they first started up with Mahomes, they had a good line. The Bucks with Brady had a really good line. The Rams now with Stafford have a really good line. Offensive line, key here for the Giants. Have to rebuild it. Also, want to go over real quick. Really like what Brian Dable is doing with the staff right now. Here's, here's what we know and where it stands. So last episode, I told you Wink Martindale was pretty much going to happen. It did later that day. Uh, I talked to people around the league, and I'm telling you, people just say good things about the guy. I know they were bad this year, but aggressive, uh, but yet still solid fundamentally. Like you don't, you didn't see it this year. You did when they finally fell apart at the back end, but not a, a defense where you see just chaos and breakdowns. And that's saying something because they blitz a heck of a lot. They're gonna blitz the heck out of everybody. One veteran player told me best defensive coordinator he ever played for. Uh, one general manager told me, you know, very good. Defensive coordinator spoke to an executive from another team, raved about Wink and his defense and just how solid it's been and thinks, thinks he's this is, this is a good staff and a good hire. So far, we know Andre Patterson, assistant head coach coming from the Vikings. He's going to coach the defensive line again. Another impressive hire. Guy with a good resume. Took guys like Everson Griffin and uh, Daniil Hunter. Mid-round picks. They became high, high, high-end pass rushers. Double-digit sack kind of guys under him. So good resume there. Jerome Henderson is in the secondary. Uh, we'll see on some other moves. I have, I know people have said the name Rob Ryan. I have heard that that's probably not going to happen. Uh, we'll see. Things can change here. But as of now, it doesn't appear like that's a move that's going to happen. Brian Cox, same thing. Not sure that's going to happen. Special teams giants are in good hands. Thomas McGehee, we know he returns. Anthony Blevins who, think about it, this is a guy who was getting interviews to be a, a special teams coordinator elsewhere, and now he's their Giants assistant special teams coach. So you have two high-quality guys on the special teams side. Uh, offense, Brian Dable, this is his unit, right? But Mike Kafka, like that hire, thought of as a very young, smart guy. The, the, the word around the league had been that Andy Reid 
had kind of been pushing Eric Bieniemy to to teams to hire as a head coach, in part because he wanted to keep Mike Kafka, and he didn't want to lose Mike Kafka, so he could promote him to offensive coordinator. Wouldn't lose him for a little bit longer, but he's now with Brian Dayball. I almost expect him to call plays at this point. Like I feel like Mike Kafka would not have taken that job with the Giants if he wasn't going to call plays. Now we'll see what happens, but I, I, that's just my gut at this point. Or I shouldn't say that. Uh, educated guess. Let's say that. Shea Tierney comes over Brian Dable, with Brian Dable from Buffalo as a quarterback's coach. Mike Groh is going to be the wide receivers coach. Uh, pretty good track record there, too. With uh, Frank Reich in Indy previously with the Eagles. Uh, Andy Bischoff, the tight end coach from the Texans. The Texans have always gotten a lot out of their tight ends, even though they haven't had great tight ends. So I, I, I like that hire, too. And Bobby Johnson, offensive line coach, comes from Buffalo, where they did a good job in Buffalo with their offensive line. So that one also is, is an intriguing hire here. Only, only heard pretty good things about him. And Sp- Tony Sperano Jr. is his offensive line assistant. So. A really good staff being assembled here by Brian Dable. And part of that staff's, maybe one of its biggest uh, tasks is going to be to get Daniel Jones right, to get this quarterback right, to get this offense right. So let's get into that. On to the next one. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We have Giants quarterback Daniel Jones with us, making making his uh, breaking big blue debut. You know, this this is a, a big uh, point of your career right here that that you've uh, making your debut on this podcast. You you understand that, right, Daniel? Uh, uh, I do now. Well, I appreciate you having <laughs> me on, Jordan. There there's certain marks you got to you know remember, and uh, th- this this might be one of them. And then, then again, it might not. You might just forget about it when you're done here. But where, where I want to start, though, right? Okay, so there's a snowstorm. This is how the story goes so far. There's a big snowstorm. This is a couple weeks back, right? Brian Dable makes the drive. It snows. He gets hired on Friday night. He he drives from Buffalo to New to I guess New Jersey on Saturday through the snowstorm that's going on. We granted we had around a foot of snow. He shows up at the facility, and you're there in the middle of a snowstorm on a Saturday. What are you doing in the building on a Saturday in the middle of the snowstorm? Uh, well, I mean, I had I had spoken to Coach uh, the night before, and um, you know, he asked me to prepare some thoughts and some stuff that uh, you know I liked and and uh, plays and stuff I'd run in the past that uh, you know I liked and felt comfortable with. So I was uh, working on that a little bit, and uh, yeah, I got to see him when he came in. So did you think uh, about I, bailing? Yeah. It's snowing. It's supposed to a foot of snow in certain spots in New Jersey. Uh, Did it ever cross no, your mind? I mean, no, I got a I got a big car, and <laughs> trust me, <laughs> it wasn't uh, it wasn't a worry. But um, 
yeah, it was good to good to have that time with him and see him, um, you know, when he got here. But definitely more snow than I'm used to in in uh, Charlotte. So that sticks out to me, right? The fact that he told you, you know, he he wanted he kind of wanted you to prepare a few things. And I've heard about this, right? I spoke to a couple people in Buffalo, and what he's done is he's taken plays from a lot of other players, right? And he and you kind of hinted that he kind of did the same to you. Is this correct? Like a, he says, what are your favorite plays, whether it be, you know, what, what you did in the pros, what you did in college, even dating back to high school? Is that sort of what the deal um, was there? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, uh, leaning on a lot of the experience the past few years and, and it's all, you know, work in progress. And, um, you know, I, I you know, he, he's got a system. He's got stuff. Obviously, the, the way he's done things in the past and uh, the verbiage uh, we'll use will will be you know all, all his and you know I'm 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 going to be learning that stuff. I you know he he's uh, had had a lot of success doing that. So, but you know as a um, you know I've played three years. I'm not um, you know I haven't seen a whole lot, but um, you know I've played a little bit. And so you know him asking for for some of my ideas and some of the things that I've like to run some of the things I've felt comfortable running the first few years was, uh, was cool. And, and, you know, it'll be an ongoing process to kind of, um, you know, get a feel for, for what those things are, what, what, uh, what I like, what he likes and, um, you know, I, and, uh, we'll, uh, do it, but, it, you know, I, I appreciated him asking that and it was a good, I think it was a good way to, for him to, um, you know, get to know me and, and me to get to know him. So, uh, certainly appreciated it. Because I, I heard a bunch about that, about how he really takes the plays that guys bring to him, that guys say, okay, I really like to run this play, and takes a whole chunk of them and puts them in. And there was an example that I heard in Buffalo. Cole Beasley came with a, a play that he ran at SMU, and it's t- it basically has turned into into one of their top plays in Buffalo. Did you, did you go back? Did you think about anything about Duke or even high school? Or were you just kind of relying on what you've done so far in college? I mean, uh, here in the pros. Uh, it was it was mainly from from these three years uh, in the pros, maybe a couple couple thoughts from Duke that, you know, had kind of carried over into these three years. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's his approach. Obviously, he's he has a ton of experience. Um in the NFL and, and building systems and different, you know, learning different systems. And obviously he ha- he has his own. So, um, you know, I think it says a lot about him that he can take ideas from people and, and kind of build it own, build it into his, his own system and the way he wants to do it, the way he sees it and, and all the, you know, the, the wealth of knowledge that he has, um, you know, so uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. What do you make of all this change? Right. And do you view this as, you know, a, a massive shift from anything you've been doing over these first three years? Um, you know, I, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, my focus is to, um, you know, to get in to spend as much time as I can, uh, you know, with with uh, the rules and, and what they allow us to do. You know, that comes, you know, April. So, um, you know, just just being prepared and, and ready to go, I think, Um you know, not, not necessarily a shift, but, uh, you know, continuing to learn and continuing a, a progression, uh, you know, each year uh, improving, learning more and, and uh, continuing to grow my uh, understanding of, of football at this level.
have you gotten to know Mike Kafka? He's going to be your offensive coordinator, obviously. That happened, what, earlier this week, I guess. Uh, have you gotten the opportunity to speak to him yet, know him? What, what, are your, what have you heard from people around around the league about Mike Kafka and even Brian Dable and this whole new coaching staff that you had, you, you do have? Uh, yeah, I got to speak uh, with Coach Kafka a little bit, um, you know, when he when he decided to, to take it and then uh, when he got up here. So uh, I've enjoyed talking to him. You know, I think you look at what they were doing in Kansas City, the success they were having, and, um, you know, I think he was a significant part of that. So that's exciting, um, you know, for me. And, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll get deeper into some of the football conversations and, um, you know, how, how they uh, how they see it all working out. But I think, you know, there's a lot of a lot of smart football people with a lot of success. who have been around a lot of football, um, you know, so I think that's exciting, exciting for me. When when these kind of things happen right you get a new coach you get a new coordinator you're gonna have a new play caller you hear i'm sure i mean i get it all the time you get people from that have worked with these people uh people that know them and they they reach out to you and they send sort of tips on like what to expect right oh this guy this is you know this guy's great he does this he does that is there anything that you receive from somebody that kind of stuck stuck out so far of any advice kind of or tips that what you're going to be getting with Brian Dayball and even Mike Kafka? Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know about something that stuck out. I, you know, I'll say I haven't heard anything negative about, um, you know, either one of them. I think you talk to players who have played for them, um, you know, and, and uh, people who have played with them. I think in, you know, in, in uh, Coach Kafka's case, he was a player not too long ago, so some crossover. And, and you know, it's all, it's all very positive, I think. Um, you know, talking to guys who played for, for Dave's, I think it's, you know, the, the, uh, the relationship that he builds with, with his players and, and, uh, you know, how real and genuine that is. I think, you know, they all speak about that. And then, you know, obviously his football, uh, intellect and, and how he understands the game, how he sees it, um, you know, I think is also, is, is also something people have all said has been impressive and helped them, you know, as players learn the game and, and, uh, uh, you know, progress. And I think, uh, you know, same thing's true with Coach Kafka and what he was uh, like as a player and, and how, he, you know, how he approached his preparation, how well he knew the game. And then, um, you know, you look at his success as a coach um, as well. So, you know, those are all right. reasons for, for me to be excited. You threw in a Dave's there, right? We are already on the Dave's level. Like how quickly does that, how quickly does that happen? I mean, I, 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 I get it because when I talk to people about him, like that's all anybody calls him. But uh, how does how does how did that transformation happen already? That you're you're just uh, throwing Dave's in there. Uh, well, I, th- I think that's uh, that's what does he, he introduce he himself as Dave's. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's what he wants to be called, and, and uh, you know, I think he tells tells everyone to call him that. So uh, really, so he's like, hey, I'm Dave's. You know, shakes your hand. Hey, Dave's, nice to meet you. <laughs> I th- yeah, I mean, they call. <laughs> you know, he's. Uh, that's what he's been uh, been going by for most of his career. So, uh, works for me. <laughs> um, I'm wondering, you were there, I believe, when they hired Joe Shane at the press conference, right? And that's where later on that day, you know, John Maris talking to us, and he's saying, you know, we did everything possible to screw up, screw everything up for this kid. And I'm paraphrasing here a little bit. Over his first three years, you know, different coordinators, different coaches, no stability. 
you know, the offensive line. Uh, what, as a quarterback and player, did you make of hearing that and hearing that from ownership and then hearing that from the new general manager, hey, we're going to build this offense around what Daniel Jones does well? How did that sort of sink in for you? Um, well, um, you know, I think I'm certainly um... – you know, the one responsible for how I play. And, and I take that very seriously. I haven't played well enough. We haven't won enough games, um, you know, to this point. So, you know, that's what I'm focused on and, and making sure that I'm improving as a player, um, you know, as we go through this off season and then uh, into next season, um, you know, so I'm able to put this team in a position uh, to win games. So I think, you know, that that's my focus is to, to improve every day right now, you know, we're, we're in an off season uh, stage where you're kind of on your own to do that and to, uh, you know, to go about that. So that, that's what I'm focused on. And, and uh, but it has to be a little bit reassuring, right? I mean, when you have the whole, this change, you never know what's going to happen, right? I mean, this, this roster has a good chance of being turned over completely, but at least to hear that, that had to be a, make you sleep a little better at night. No. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you never know with, uh, with, uh, new coaches and, and new management coming in, but, um, you know, like I said, I, I'm focused on, on myself on, on, uh, you know, improving me, you know, and, and improving, uh, you know, the team and trying to, trying to help everyone, uh, move forward together. That's my job, um, as a quarterback. So, you know, that's where my, my focus is. Have they have you has there been a conversation about the fifth year option yet? Obviously, that's something you're going to hear about. It's going to be a topic, I guess, here until they have to make that decision. I believe it's in April or May. Yeah, you know, um, you know, we, we haven't had that conversation yet. And like I said, my focus right now is is to, uh, you know, improve every day and, and making sure I'm, I'm in a good spot coming into OTAs and, um, you know, I'm, I'm improving. Uh, as a player and and uh so that's that's what i'm focused on right now so what's the plan for the offseason then what's what's the daniel jones itinerary for you know learning this offense getting better you know improving on whatever you or, or what is it that you're kind of looking to focus on this offseason <clears throat> yeah i mean i think there's things uh in the weight room things you know strength wise developing um, you know, more strength and more explosiveness, more power, uh, and hopefully that translates uh, to the field in certain situations. So I think it's just improving athletically where you can. Um, and then uh, obviously throwing as a, as a passer, improving, um, you know, where I can mechanically with my footwork, um, you know, elements of that. So I'll, I'll, be, uh, I'll be here in New Jersey uh, training uh, for the most part and and uh you know you're really a jersey boy now look at you you're like a true northerner <laughs> jersey boy you know you, you've really yeah. you've really come a long way over these last three years i i, I have i have for sure but <laughs> i'm uh, sure your friends yeah. and family noticed that yeah yeah but uh yeah i'll just just be around here trying to trying to focus on those things and uh looking forward to getting going anything special need to be done to in regards to physically for the neck? Um, no, not, not specifically. I think, you know, my neck's feeling, feeling good and, and, uh, and ready to go. So I'll stay on top of some of the rehab exercises we've been doing and, and making sure I'm uh, staying strong and, and uh, you know, 
keeping my mobility there. But yeah, it's, what I was uh, kind of thinking about is like, do they ask you, okay, let's strengthen the muscles around the neck. We're going to concentrate on do, on doing that this offseason. Any, anything along those lines? Yeah, I think there, there's there's an element of that. And, you know, that's part of our strength program here. Um, but yeah, I'll certainly add some things to that routine and making sure I'm uh, on top of all that. You have any expectations, or what would you think? How would you think of uh, the possible? How do you think of the possibility that this roster has a really good chance? You got a new GM, a new coach. Uh, they have to fix the salary cap. It's something that the new GM has already said. You know, forty million dollars you have to pay. He wants to basically shed in order to do that. This roster might be you know shredded, torn apart in some ways. How do you, as the quarterback, look at that going into the offseason? Yeah, well. Um... You know that. Luckily, that's not uh, my job, and and um, <laughs> you know, I'm, you don't want uh, to cut your friends, man. <laughs> well, you know, I, you know, we brought. Um, yeah, my my job's focused on preparing <laughs> to to uh, be ready to go here as we get go, go, going into April. So that's what I'm thinking about. I know uh, it's a business, and that's part of it. And um, you know, we'll see. But I'm not. <laughs> I'm not making any of not part of that so i'm focused on uh, preparing to play what did you think of all the change that did happen you know joe getting fired pat graham ending up leaving i mean uh dave retiring uh you know there's uh, probably a different feel around the building what did what did you make of that i know you had a pretty good relationship with joe you were even at that at, at the party he had we'll get to that we'll get to that in a second um yeah i mean i think uh i'm certainly very appreciative um, of all those people and, uh, and opportunities that they gave me, Mr. Gettleman, obviously drafting me and, and bringing me here, um, you know, and, and all he, he's done for me since. <coughs> um, so certainly very appreciative, Coach Judge, and, you know, him giving me the opportunity and, and uh, obviously learned a lot uh, under him. So, um, you know, certainly wish those guys the best going forward and, and will always be appreciative of them so um you know but uh you know it i guess it's part of it like i said i'm not uh part of, part of any of those decisions so my, my job is right. to prepare to, to play as, be, as best i can Did, does it does joe at least throw a good going away party i mean we saw we saw all the pizzas the beer being delivered does, um, does he throw does he throw a good banger i heard his basement is sick I, I you know that that i did hear yeah you know i think it was uh mainly just to uh say thanks and, and how much I appreciated uh, what he had done for me and gave me the opportunity. So um, yeah, that was, it was good to see him. And, and like I said, certainly wishing the best going forth. You uh, watched the Super Bowl this week. How, how, how does a, a Giants quarterback or a star quarterback or a starting quarterback in this league go about watching the Super Bowl? You, you like everybody else, you get together with all your friends, you go, you're going to go out there. What's, how, what's what's the plan for a Super Bowl? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, certainly watch it and and uh, just probably with some buddies. I don't I don't know yet, um, but uh, you know I think the exciting part for me is you're watching two really good quarterbacks play and and um, you know seeing how they uh, handle certain situations and the plays they make and um, you know it's been fun to watch them through the through the playoffs and um, you know I look forward to the game on Sunday. I think it'll be exciting game what do you make of that a second year quarterback number one pick in the draft taking his team to the super bowl in, in his in his second year I'm talking about joe burrow obviously 
Yeah, um, I think it's it's extremely impressive. He's uh, played at a high level and and uh, done a great job putting his team in position to win these games and uh, performed in some big time moments. So you, you think you can um, match that swag that he has? You think, <laughs> you think you think we can you can get to that level? He's getting a lot of praise for that swag. You know, the the sunglasses, the chain. Can we get can we get you wearing a chain like that? Yeah, I don't know if future? I have that. I don't know if I have that type of style <laughs> and that kind of swag. I'm not sure that's that's uh, necessarily for me, but he pulls <laughs> it off and, and does a great job with it. And I think that's part of his his deal. So it's uh, you know, it's, like I said, it's impressive to watch him. He's played uh, played really well uh, this season. You're gonna work on that golf game this off season. I told the people I in like five years, ten years. When you actually work on that golf game, you're gonna be a damn good golfer. It's gonna be it's gonna be yeah. scary. <laughs> yeah, well, uh I'll work on it a little bit. It'll be a lot more football and golf. And up here it's it's hard to play golf till later on. But That's um, true. yeah, at some point I'll I'll uh, I'll get out there and uh get going again. Well, you, you thought I was uh taking trying to take your money there and went birdie birdie on the first two, then you got then you got a real look at what you're going against. <laughs> yeah you had a little back little back tightness or something like yeah that was just, that I, was was not, I was not feeling good hey <laughs> this is what happens when you get older you just wake up in the morning and you feel these mm-hmm. things it's like playing a football game but i don't even actually play and i still feel that way imagine that <laughs> so. well um there's something for that you gotta yeah stretch it out loosen it up that's all you gotta do <laughs> All right. I'll take that into consideration next time. Yeah. <laughs> or you'll just have to give me more strokes. How about that? Yeah, I'll give you a few more. Hopefully I'll be better by then too. So I don't oh, know great. if that, you know, we'll see what happens with your, if you're able to go birdie birdie again to start. I don't know <laughs> yeah. about that. I doubt it. So the, you saw the rest of the game. It wasn't, that was, that was definitely out of character, but no, I appreciate yeah. your time, man. You go enjoy your off season. Uh, and hopefully the, the, this is the the right combination of uh, Brian Dable, Mike Kafka, and, and the staff that they're bringing in now. Where we could be talking about some wins and some playoff games in the future. And, you know, we don't always have to be talking about regime changes and, you know, old roster overhauls. I think I think everybody's kind of getting tired of that. Yeah, well, we're excited. Excited to get going, and, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Appreciate it. On to the next one. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
All right, give you a little context of what we were just talking about there. Uh, this is the Jordan on the Beat part of the episode where I tell you what it's like to cover the Giants, work for ESPN, or cover the NFL in general. And what I'm talking about, so I show up, we're playing golf, okay, it's doing a story on Daniel Jones, so we're going to do our talking over around the golf. We go, we show up, Preakness Hills up in North Jersey, uh, the doctor, who's, I believe the head pro there is, is his title. Uh, it's me, Daniel, and the doctor. He, uh, they're good. I'm not so much. I show up there, tell them I'm like a 16 handicap, meaning like I'll shoot like a 90 ish, give or take a few strokes. Right. So they're giving me strokes, having a little friendly game that's going on out there. And I show up and my back's killing me. I can barely swing. Tell them this beforehand. I slept weird. Uh, just not feeling good. You know, I'm old. It just, these kind of things happen more often. I you sleep weird all the time. You wake up and your back's bothering. This was maybe one of the worst that it's, it's been from. So I could barely swing. But somehow, I show up. First two holes go birdie, birdie. Now, remember, if you're a 16 handicap, like I just said before, you really, that means if you get one birdie around, you're lucky, right? I'm not a guy. You don't get many birdies. It's not that good. Not good enough for that. So to show up and start birdie, birdie, they think I'm sandbagging. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Then, of course, back to reality. I start to be my... Uh, you know, all over the place self. I start to show my inconsistency. Doctor's doctor's a scratch golfer. He's dynamite. So he's really good. Daniel starts throwing in birdies all over the place on the back nine. And I'm telling you, you think you look at Daniel Jones, you're like, he runs fast, but still, you don't realize how good an athlete athletes these guys are. I mean, Daniel Jones is a really good basketball player, from what I heard. Jay Billis told me that. And Jay Billis lives in Charlotte, right? That's his home base. Daniel Jones is from Charlotte. Jay Bill has coached Daniel Jones, his AAU team. Daniel Jones played with Jay Billis' son. So the dude could play basketball, like legit. Jay Billis insists that Daniel Jones would have been a D1 basketball player if he had wanted, but he was playing football. So he's obviously, we see him run, we see him play football, he could play basketball, and he's not even like a huge golfer. He plays golf now, but he's not a guy who's played a ton or has been playing for 10 years, plays a lot. But back nine, shoot, popping in birdies left and right. You could tell. I mean, hits the ball on the moon, sweet swing. You could just tell. In a few years, when da- or whenever Daniel Jones is done playing football, dude's going to be like a legit golfer. He'll also be, he'll be, end up being like a scratch golfer, I'm telling you, once he starts putting a lot of time into it, like at the end of his career when he's older. He's just a, just a, just a natural athlete. He's already better than me at golf. I've probably been playing 15 years longer than him. He's already better than me. Crushes the ball. Probably drives at 330. Heard he's a sick basketball player. His sisters play soccer. I'm sure if he wanted to, he could probably play soccer too. You don't look at him and be like, oh, look at that guy's natural athlete. You don't even look at Eli. How about Eli Manning? You don't look at him. Oh, look at him. He's this big natural athlete. No. Eli Manning apparently was a good basketball player too. He played a good golfer as well. So just a, a little quick background on, on that golf story there at the end anyway. So. Uh, that's going to be it for this episode of Breaking Big Blue. Uh, let me just give you uh, my Super Bowl prediction. I'm going with the Rams, right? Odell wins a championship in a ring. Remember remember those days where everyone said you can't win with that guy on your team? Well, that's a, it's already been proven wrong because they're in the Super Bowl. Now it's really going to be proven wrong. You can win with that guy on your team. You just have to set up the right situation around him. Now a lot's happened to him. He's matured. He's not even being asked to essentially be the number one receiver. But the point is, it's about putting... you. The coaches and the 
front office, their job is to to make things right, to make it work. Anyway, that's not necessarily why they're going to win. They're going to win because they have the Rams have the number one pass rush in uh, in terms of uh, pass rush win rate, and the Bengals have one of the worst pass block win rates. So that's going to be a problem for Joe Burrow. And if Joe Burrow happens to pull this off, it just shows that he's the dude. He's that that dude. That dude who's just going to be comparable to Patrick Mahomes. If he pulls this off, he takes that beating and still leads them to a victory. Oh, boy. Get that hype machine going because it's real. He's legit. He's already legit. But if he's able to pull this one off, talking he's going to be eventually, in my opinion, in the, the Patrick Mahomes class. He could pull this one off. That's how that's how good this guy is. Anyway, that's it for this episode of Breaking Big Blue. Uh, as always, like, subscribe, tell your friends. You can reach out to me. Email, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. You know where to find me. I'm your host, Jordan Ronan. You're listening to Breaking Big Blue. Thanks again to Daniel Jones. See you next time. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.